Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where you learn what you need to know about how the world wants to work. And now your host, co-working space owner and trend expert, Jamie Russo. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. Thank you for joining me. So we are in the month of August. I hope many of you are taking a break. You're on holiday. You're on vacation, spending time with family, catching up a little bit, getting some thinking time. And I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to replay one of our favorite episodes, which was episode number 88 called Mindset Matters. And it's an interview with leadership coach Rita Highland. And I worked with Rita a couple of times throughout my life and always came out of that experience in a better place from a mindset perspective. I was talking with one of my co-working friends recently, and we were chatting about the fact that often in business, it's not the smartest person that wins, right? It's the person that has the right mindset, the bravest person, the person willing to take chances and sort of put themselves out there and try things and, um, you know, take those risks. I see that all the time in articles that I see posted about somebody opening a new space and you think, how are they qualified to do that? And that's one of the things we talk about in this podcast is imposter syndrome and how to beat that and, you know, move forward even when you feel anxious or like you're not qualified or you're not prepared, prepared, feel the fear and do it anyway, says Rita. So I thought this would be a great episode to revisit during this time. It's a great time of year to get reset for September, which is always a really busy month in co-working and, you know, sort of preparing for the end of 2021 because we're turning a bend. So I hope you enjoy the replay. If you are working on opening a co-working space, I want to invite you to join me for our free masterclass, three behind the scenes secrets to opening a co-working space. If you're working on starting a space, I want to share three decisions that successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. And these are fundamental to the business model. These, if you get these right, then your business model will work. And if you get these wrong, it probably won't. It's a free masterclass. So if you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. And if you already have a space, then I invite you to check out Community Manager University, which is a training and development platform for community managers from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role, including community management, operations, marketing, finance, and leadership. And the content is laid out in a graduated learning path so the community manager can start kind of where they're at. We also do brand new live training every single month and a Q&A call every single month. So this gives your community manager the opportunity to learn, grow, develop, add value to your business, and also connect with peers, co- community managers from other co-working spaces around the world, which is a great experience. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager. And now let's 
dive into our episode with Rita Highland. I am so excited to bring today's guest on the show. She holds a really special place in my world. I was actually a recent guest on her podcast, which is called Playing Full Out. I posted the link to it in my Everything Coworking Facebook group, and some of you commented on the post after listening to the episode that you were grateful that I was willing to share my story and even a little bit surprised that my own journey had not been all sunshine and rainbows. It was certainly not, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity for you to know that you're not alone. So I'd love for you to listen to that episode. Just search for the Playing Full Out show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. I'm on episode number 10, but you should listen to every episode. I do that for my own ongoing mindset coaching. For those of you that haven't listened to the interview, I'll share a brief background on my relationship with Rita. Anything you do in life requires a how and the mindset to go after it. And I am personally very trained on in the how department, so much so that after my analytical rigor as an MBA grad from one of the top business schools in the country, I may have squashed some of my intuitive power. And so I got to a point in my post-MBA career when I was really stuck and probably in you know a bit of a level of depression over not being able to move on and figure out what was next for me. And fortunately, I found Rita through a friend of mine, and Rita is a coach. And her website describes Rita Highland Coaching as the place where leaders come to reclaim their purpose, clarify their vision, and reconnect with their true voice. And that was exactly what she did for me. And not once, but a couple of times I've worked with her. And the first time I worked with her was the process that birthed Space, my own co-working space. And it was a life-changing process for me that gave me the awareness and the tools to work through mindset issues as they come up. And as entrepreneurs, we are all managing mindset issues on a daily basis. So I'd like to welcome Rita. She's an entrepreneur, a coach, a speaker. She's a wife and a mom of three active kids. And she's going to talk to us today about how to recognize some common mindset barriers that keep us from pursuing our best lives. Rita, thank you for hanging in there through that long-winded introduction. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm very, very excited to be with you. Yeah. And Rita's in Chicago, although ironically... We worked together when I was in Chicago and it was all remote. So we were all over the phone. So I've never actually met her in person. So it's super fun. We're video Zooming today. So I've gotten to see her in person. But Rita, so tell us a little bit more about the work that you do. And then we'll kind of dive into some of our entrepreneurial mindset challenges. Great. I work with talented entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders who have had success by traditional standards, but they may not be feeling that on their own. And maybe that means that they're not feeling as fulfilled or it's not measuring up to what they have enlightened or inspired by. And what this often means is that they are ready to do something that they've never done before. And it might be changing careers. It might be beginning a new business. It might be making another large change, whether that's a move or decisions to you know, have children or whatever that is, but generally it's in the business area and they are ready for more. It's sort of like they have gone through a first half of their life and they don't know if that's what they want to do for the next half. And they want to deliberately choose what that looks like for them. So when people come to you, why do people have a hard time working through this on their own? Where are they typically stuck? For most people, and I've actually been doing this for 20 years, which is hard (laughs) for me to believe because I look like I'm 26. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) 
is that most of the people that I work with are very smart and talented and they have had a great deal of success by sheer willpower and force Mm. and doing the grind. And most of them could compete with any other person on how many hours they can put into a day. And it's been fruitful for them. They've had reward by being able to do the push. And there gets to a point where it is no longer either sustainable or meaning that their health might be challenged or their the light in them has dimmed for the passion for their work. And so they know that what has gotten them here isn't going to get them there, but they're not quite sure of sometimes what they want, what next their next step is, I guess. And one of the biggest challenges I think for this type of person, and I am, and you probably are, Jamie, is acknowledging like we get there further if we work Mm -hmm. with someone else. Einstein said what you do on your own is rather small and paltry and monotonous (laughs) compared to what you can do with another. And that's even statistic research shows that, that when we're actually with another and have another with accountability and we're reporting on our progress to something other than our own, that we have more fruitful achievement and outcomes. So I think one of the reasons that it's hard is because we can't hear our own self-talk. You can't have five voices going on and actually feel sane. So I think one of the reasons that we get to the other place we get to when we're making a decision to change is that a lot of times people haven't consciously chosen their first half. They have, it's happened. They've been successful. Then they got the next thing and next offers happened. And then they're like, sure. And then, oh, I guess that's the major I'll go into. I guess that's the city I'll live in. And there comes a point where people realize I got to take a step back and actually be choose what it is that I want for this next part and define it. Yeah, that totally resonates with me. I think I still, and probably most folks listening, I think I still go through cycles of thinking, right, I can just work hard enough to get through this or to get to the next step and sort of push my way through that (laughs) brick wall. And then, you know, have a moment where I realize, okay, this is a mindset thing and it doesn't have to be hard, but I need help getting the right perspective to take the next step. Yeah, that totally resonates and certainly has been where I've been a couple of times. One of the things that we used to talk about that I think probably people listening are kind of in this boat of either thinking about starting a space or they have a space and they're kind of trying to optimize it or they want to grow and and have multiple locations, but they're like kind of afraid of that next step. And because you talked to, I love like sort of hearing some of your truths because you speak to so many people who are going through this process and it helps to normalize some of the feelings that we have. Like I loved one of my favorite books that you had me read ages ago was uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Any Way. And I remember you saying, look, even CEOs of like Fortune 500 companies like are not always sure they're like doing the right thing or, you know, a little afraid and have those doubts, but they do it anyway. They just kind of keep moving through things. Can you sort of talk about that a little bit to help people who may be struggling with that now? Absolutely. And I should say over these 20 years, I have worked with young, old women, men, entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, both young and budding and those who are established executives. And I think, and I do want this part of people to understand is that it is normal. And the reason that it's normal is that we have these two biggest fears that are either the fear of 
rejection or the fear of inadequacy. And the reason that they're normal is because they actually are genetically wired into us that we are predisposed to avoid feeling these two feelings at all costs. And so there isn't a person, if there's someone that's telling you that they haven't had that feeling or because in part it's healthy, it's that oldest part of our brain. It's the reptilian part of our brain that is always scanning like a primal animal to avoid being unsafe. And what happens though, is that it gets overextended and it terms of its power that we give it. And it starts to, when we're, it has nothing to do with whether we're going to live or die. It starts to make choices based upon whether it doesn't want to also feel a feeling. And then it becomes, you know, emboldened by its power. And we start making all of our choices of, I can't, I don't want to not be safe. I don't want to be uncertain. And we start to get into agreements with the reptilian brain, the oldest, most inefficient and unnecessary (laughs) part of our brain that leads us. And we start saying, we'll do things like, well, that's probably for someone else. I'm not ready for that. I'm, that's too big for your riches. That could fail. I mean, statistics show we get into overanalysis. And so I think the biggest thing is that I would say to entrepreneurs, and this is anybody who wants to make sure that they are living to their edges or playing full out as my words go, is to do this. It's a master thought and you can write this down. It will change everything. Is to be aware that that is not who you are. That is a thought. You are not your thoughts. And you must separate from the thought and choose a new thought that actually supports where you're going. It's a new interpretation. I think one of the things that experts tell us today is that we have to believe ourselves. You just got to believe in your dreams. You got to believe in your aspirations. And we have to, I don't go into believing as much as I believe that there is a specific process and that we have to become in advance that thing that we seek to achieve. And I can talk more to that, but I think the first piece is understanding, yes, indeed, as you say, Jamie, every person has this feeling. There are some that are better able to manage it, the voices, the self-doubt than others. And those who are successful, maybe co-working space owners (laughs) or business owners in general have learned to work with it as opposed to allow it to dominate them. And that's learnable, right? You, yeah. And I feel like, you know, every time I talk to you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I still have so much work to do to make that. You have to train your awareness to recognize when that reptilian part of your brain is sort of interfering with right living, you know, playing full out as you put it. And it's a, that's a constant effort. I mean, for me, it is anyway, I have to constantly sort of re remind myself of that. But it's probably right biological thing that our brain is probably trying to constantly sort of reset us to safety and we have to keep challenging it and it feels uncomfortable and you have to get used to that, which is. Yes. I think there's two models of performance in the world. And this is really game changing for those entrepreneurs who want to not continue to play into the old world reality. And it's really pretty much based on brain science, which is, and that's why it's just not about believing in things. It is understanding that you can never impress on the external that which you aren't on the internal. And people operate in the old world model and performance of have, do, be. That when I have fill in X more money, time, support, capabilities, smarts, confidence, I will then do these things so that I can be happy and be successful. And whatever that be is, the real way that our brains work and physics work is be, do, have. When I am being it, I will do habits of behavior 
that allow me to have the co-working space. Right. And yep. and understanding that unfortunately, and what's the reason I'm in the work that I do is because it's it's painful for me, as you're saying, can you learn this? Is that this is very much it should be what we learn in kindergarten. Totally. It's, very much, <laughs> it's not nuanced, it's not woo-woo. It is mm-hmm. flat out the way our brains work and that hitting our heads against the wall, very smart, talented. And I work with leaders because I want those leaders to go out and ripple affect another 50 people. And so when doing that, it's painful to me. I mean, we need a world where more people are living at their highest levels and aren't just operating from a half version of themselves. And so I'm open and eager to help show how this be do have model. It really works so that there are, because it's very practical and it is the only way that people will be able to release their brilliance that they're called to here. Yeah. I think that's so critical. I'm going to share one quick related industry example to that. I was talking to, and I talk about her all the time, but Mara Hauser the other day, and she's hosting this class for us at the GWA conference, which you've all heard me talk about ad nauseum, but she's talking about management agreements, which we're all, you know, really interested in doing in our industry and learning about how those work. And she made this statement that you have to have, you know, multiple locations and established brand and whatever. And I was sort of pushing her on that because I said, well, Mara, you met your developer when you had one location. She's like, right. Well, I was already acting as if I had multiple locations because I had brand standards and I had this and I had that. And it just made me think of exactly what you just described. Like she was acting as if she was already sort of this big force in the industry and she only had one location. But her processes and her team and her culture and, you know, and the branding and the website and all the things were elevated already. And that was really more of a mindset thing to decide to do that because it's not that expensive or that hard or that anything to be operating at that place. It's more of a mindset thing. And that, you know, drove great results for her. But I think we shy away from that and think, well, we have to get the second or third location before we can start acting as if we have them. And yeah, it's a hard... So It's, it's, it's actually inverted. That. It's sort of like, mm-hmm. it's like that... You're, exactly. I mean, she doesn't know her own success formula. Yeah. She, she And you sort of were starting to pump it out for her. Yeah. She, she says, I acted as if. And that's exactly it. If there are two pianos, this is physics. If there's two pianos in a room and you hit the key on one piano, that same piano, I mean, the ab- and the other piano in the room, that key is reverberating. And that's because of a vibrational energy. And that we, when you are being the vibration or the energy, it's called sympathetic response. If you're being that, then it can't help but reverberate that same note or frequency in the external, on the, in another place. So the job is to be it, as you say, first. And that how do you do that? It's operating with the identity. Some people would say, I think Marie Florio would say something like go pro, you know, you right. know, and so, and what that means is, and as you were saying, it's really not that hard on a practical level. And I'll explain it. You would get the business cards, you buy that URL, you do this. Totally. And the question becomes, who would I be being? What would I be doing? And how would I feel if I had already achieved that? And then start operating from that place. And If you think about that in terms of if you're a new person who's buying a new space for yourself or you have one that you want to up-level, it is your most leveraging, efficient work at this time is to spend some time with that question. Who would I be being? What would I be doing? And how would I be feeling? And then start operating from there because you will have all different types of habits of behavior and ideas and solutions 
to your current circumstances. And here's the thing is if you are operating from your current circumstances, like I have $5 in my wallet or I have this much space and my space is smaller than the guy down the street. And if you're operating from that place, you're always going to repeat that space. If you operate from your current circumstances, you're always going to be repeating your current circumstances. The and, and this is the thing is willpower is really about 20% of our strength. It's not to say that it is not strong, but there is a piece of dormant energy and reserves that we have that for so many have really not been tapped. And when you become what I call the identity of and you own the identity and who you're being as you operate and you start your day with these ways of being the, who is it? The co-working space that owns five co-working spaces, you know, or what happens just like you did for your, the person who is speaking. If you act as if very different behavior arises, it's not just that it's attraction thing as much as it is your behavior will change. You'll notice. Yeah. And one thing I would love you to comment on that came up recently is no one is ever done with this journey, right? Like you're never done sort of acting sort of with the next phase of who you are and who you can become. Because when that happens, you die. Correct. So it's like, there are not, it's not like there's this huge population of people running around who have figured this all out. Like we're all sort of having to go through the struggle of acting around like what's next in any part of our lives. So again, that feeling of like, you know, we're alone in this sort of struggle. We're not because when you are done with that process, you're sort of done living your life. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The only thing I would say is that what happens when you start to reprogram your subconscious mind and rewire it. And there's, it's very specific steps in a very specific order, but it starts to become your default that Mm. you do, you a reduce the lag time between when you're there, maybe that moment of self doubt or, and when, and how you quickly you shift to being in the place where, yeah, now I'm becoming the CEO of this. And so you do it more quickly with less pain. And, but indeed, you know, Gay Hendricks talks about in the big leap, this, the idea of the upper limit problem and how long will you have the upper limit problem? You're going to have the upper limit problem, which in essence is, you know, it's like the glass ceiling, the current glass ceiling. It's your current set point of how much wealth, happiness, success that you can have. And when you need to move through it, there is a a moment of uncertainty. And then it is how quickly you are able to say, okay, here I am. I'm acting as if. So as long as we're growing in this world and are alive, it shows up. I would say that for most of my clients and what happens is that the voice dims and gets quiet and you get faster about saying, okay, I'm in momentum. This is what I was born for. I'm not scared. Like Jonah Mark says, baby, this is what I was born for. (laughs) And, And being able to stay in that energy or vibration for a longer period of time. And really, as I said, it's about Mount because I do work with people and I've seen people and I've certainly seen teachers who are able to hold it and operate that 95% of their life as opposed to forgetting and being being there more like 20%. Yeah. Well, I think it's important, but it is a retraining. And so you have to put the work in. You have to go through the process and put the work in. Exactly. Yeah. Or else those voices never get quieter. Yeah. I love that. But like anything we can learn. What would you share with people who are kind of in that phase where they're just, they're focused on the how. They have this complete clarity that they're meant to start a co-working space or they're meant to scale their business, but they're, you know, 
worried about the, how do I raise the money? How do I find the right space? You know, they're really focused on all the hows. What advice would you give them? Yeah. What I see for people is that they, once you start taking the action, it gets more activity and more action. And to listen from that place of being, if I already had this, if I was already successful at this, who would I call as my next contact? Where would I go ask for the next the money to develop this? Who would I ask to be marketing this? And then start to, if you know, first up, get the information. I think so many times we get stuck and I see people because they're really stuck only because they're lacking information. I'm like, well, go get the information and then you can make the decision. I mean, there are like nine reasons you could be stuck. Fear is one of them, capabilities, all these different things. But, you know, information is amazing. If you can recognize for yourself, I'm like, you're just stuck because you don't have the information. Go make the call, go ask. What happens then is you get information and then you have more ideas and you take more steps. I would say for 99% of my clients, I get calls all of the time and they're like, you're not going to believe this. And then they took one action. And, and so I was like, just go take that next thing. And then, and I think you can attest to this, Jamie, in your own development. It's like, you know, and you come up and you maybe brainstorm many 10 ideas on something. And then you pick a few and you're like, I don't know if it's going to be the ghost money. I don't know if it's going to be this. Oh, maybe it's actually my own money. You know, and you, I had a lady who was wanted to retire. She's like, my dream is to retire to Hawaii someday. And she was at a large firm that I worked with, but she was in her early fifties. And I said, well, have you checked what your financial, you know, where your retirement is? And she's like, I haven't. I said, why don't you go check? And so she was floored and she came back, she did the due diligence and she figured out a way and she and her family moved to Hawaii and started up their thing. So we do, we talked about, we were starting before the call to talk about limitations and how we put them. We really are not understand that reptilian brain. It's like, oh, I'm not letting you change because you might get hurt. And yet it's the very thing that we want, you know, is to make the change to evolve, to be making progress. I think that's what the problem is. I think most people get so it's unhappiness equals progress. I mean, no progress equals unhappiness. And so we all as human beings want to grow and Yeah, I think that we have it within us. It's not outside of us. And the best thing that we can do when we're really immersed in the how, it's not your business to know the how. Your business is right now to be ever so clear on what it is that you desire and have that vision, very visual. Our subconscious mind speaks in emotional imagery. So have it very tasty and sensual and that you get it. You see this thing. It is gorgeous. It is color of the, everything is the way you want it. And it's who's leading it and how many hours a week you have on your own and where you're going to get the next space, whatever this looks like. And then your next step is to be the leader and be the person who already has it going on. And then what happens is that those, the how shows up for you when you take that next step. And then all of a sudden you've got 10 more opportunities. Jamie, you want to give some examples from your own personal life on that? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to, I, I don't want to be the, yeah, the long winded other side of the interview, but yeah, I would just say that I can recall a million examples of that when I first started my space and I'd be on the phone with Rita and you'd say, okay, right. Make these five calls this week. And right. I'd come back and be like, well, who knew? Yeah, I was that person was like, you will never believe this. <laughs> you never know. I mean, that's, I think I still like the evidence still, you know, sort of surprises me. Rita and I were talking about some examples in my recent life before our phone call, but 
you know, when I first started my co-working space, I did not have this podcast, for example, as a source of the how. And I was trying to learn so many things and figure so many things out. And I had no visualization. I was so concerned about the hows and well, how is this going to work? And how is this going to get done? And how am I going to find a space or pay for it or whatever? And those next steps just kept like the actions just begot results or things that I just never would have guessed. I even had a funny one recently. We're doing an expansion in my own space and it's an investment to do an expansion. So I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of a chunk of change. I look at the bank accounts and see where we're going to take this from. And I was a little bit, you know, sort of like "Mm," worried about it. And I knew the return is there, but it's just like, well, it's a chunk. I got to find it. And so it just showed up. The Our tax guy emailed us out of the blue and said he found an error that was done by our former tax guy. And we get this refund that basically is the same amount as... It's the investment. And you're just like, well, I never would have guessed that. And those things, it seems crazy, but always will happen. You know, they just will. And sometimes, right, you need to raise money to pay for the whole thing. But like, there will be little things here and there that show up that you never, ever, ever would have guessed, but you just keep taking action. If you don't take action, those things don't happen. Right. Yeah. Right. But they and will when you're the taking universe, I think that's another one is that the universe wants you to put your first, your foot in, you know, it will match you and it will have your back. And even when you as an interpret that maybe, well, it didn't have my back because that launch didn't go well, or that it's like, it's, you know, it's operating from an interpretation that everything actually is supporting me, even when I might not see it in this moment and being curious of, wow, how is this working out for me that I might not know? And I do, I had one of those moments where I, to invest in coaching with some outrageous amount. And I was like, okay, she's officially crazy to think I'm going to put that money in. This was a long ago. And, and then I realized it's the exact thing for my next level that I have to do. And so I put my foot in and I did it. And it was $10,000 of coaching like 20 years ago. And then I got in the most strange way, a check for $10,018. And I was like, and I had for months held off on this, but I'm like the second that I opened myself and I said, yes, and I took the leap. It met me. And I think that a lot of those, you know, that's where you're the frequency, right? That's where you're holding the vibration. You're the piano note key and that something else matches you there. One of the things I think is really important is people who, you know, I know Jamie, you can get into it sometimes, whether it's self-doubt or analysis, paralysis, or I got to think my way through this. If you think that you're going to think your way through life, you're going to forever remain lost. You're not going to be able to solve because first of all, you can't be certain about anything and thinking you're going to get more information. There are times when you have to be led by your own internal GPS of what I just, I know it, I feel it. And the other place that I would say when you're creating that you must be in, and this is really game changing, is that you must create from a place of peace of mind. You creating when you're scared or afraid or holding that vibration or frequency is always going to lead you to more fear-based ideas, <laughs> solutions, and thinking. So being able to create, and I can tell you how to create interpretations or create stories that put you back to that peace of mind, such as, you know, my favorite song of the summer is Everything's Going to Be All Right. <laughs> but I think Kenny Chesney. That's your theme song. So, but if we operate, because it, it always is, I'm still here. And I've had a lot of boo-boos and things happen, but I'm like, it always is all right. You know, even with the mistakes, yesterday I was in a curriculum night with my fourth grade class and the teacher said, we're really trying to support children and having a growth mindset. Yes. And she said, we are, that it's okay to make mistakes. And we as adults do not, first of all, I can imagine we are not teaching our children that because I will tell you, we're not leading like that. We are, I mean, in the corporate world, whether we're in our own entrepreneurial worlds, we say we're not allowed to make a mistake. 
and we will be our hardest critics and the nastiest to ourselves. And if we could get to a place where, you know, I say the high performers evolved, go to a place where something doesn't happen. It's simply an outcome. It's not a mistake. And if you want the outcome to be different, you shift how you're doing it so we get a new outcome. If you were that neutral about things that you call a mistake, you would be more fluid and flow and in turn have some very different answers to your questions that you put out. I encourage people as they go through their day to return to their peace of mind and begin to create whatever business model or whatever your next step is from that navigation point. Rita, I feel like we should end on that piece of gold. <laughs> is there anything <laughs> oh, no. else you want to share? <laughs> no. I mean, I think going to that, I do so much. I would say people come and we think, you know, I have objectives that people have that say, I want this to happen. And what I find really interesting, Jamie, is what it gets down to. We're tired of the hustle and the grind and trying to operate from, you know, we're never going to be able to keep up with it all because technology is moving too quickly. And so we're really getting burnt out. And the other piece is that it all really comes down a lot to self-doubt and managing and confidence. I mean, I will have the biggest of the biggies sitting with me and they're like, I'm just losing it. I'm losing my, you know, and the fear and the worry. And it does seem to take on a life force of its own. So if you harness anything in your next three months of life, I would invite it to be becoming a master of your own thoughts and being very choosing what those are that are going to support these beautiful businesses. Because and, and if you focus on serving as opposed to what's in it for me and adding value and understand that you have a moral obligation to help people or to, to show up in your business, to keep this economy going, to serve people on being able to lead their businesses, which might affect other people's lives. When you understand that it is your moral obligation to do the work that you're doing, you will find a source within you that's much stronger than you ever thought, I guess. That's what I would say. So with great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility, Spider-Man. I said that to my 11-year-old son this morning, but I mean it. I mean, we underestimate how much power we have and what that influence is. And you all know times in your life where if you hadn't done something, someone else wouldn't have been positively affected. And that is, and to me, that happens a lot through businesses. And we need to keep the flow going in the economy and the flow going in our own lives so that it can be reverberating and change the world as we do what we're best at doing. So I'm excited for your peeps as they go forward. And, and I'm glad that you do what you do because one, I know it gives you a lot of joy. And two, because then they have, I mean, I'm glad my peeps, the, your peeps, so that they get to go out and help other businesses and themselves and their own families with the work that they do. Well, I think this is going to be my new favorite episode because I am, ironically, my podcast is very sort of how-to and learning about the industry. And I think to your point, one of the most important things you can do is master your thoughts and the hows are sort of secondary to that. So I know I'm going to listen to this repeatedly. So if Folks want to hear, so your podcast is on iTunes. I got that right, right? Playing Full Out. Yes. You can tell us about your website and kind of where to find you if they want more Rita. I am at ritahyland.com and that's H-Y-L-A-N-D for Highland, Rita, R-I-T-A-H-Y-L-A-N-D. And I actually am having on this, I'm going to have a free webinar next Wednesday at lunch. And for people that are interested, and we'll go through this a little bit more in-depthly. So there's, it'll be 45 minutes, a power lunch. And if that's something that people are interested, they can drop me a note and there's a wait list out there. And uh, yeah, and a way to sign up starting today. Perfect. Is that right on your website if they want to find yes. it? We'll I'll put that in the show notes too. I'll put okay. it there so that I'll folks send you the have link. it. Good. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm happy. I'm so glad that we've reconnected and I'm so happy for you. You know that you do great things for the industry. And what do you need to do right now? You just say, thank you. <laughs> exactly. I do. Yes. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to the universe and thanks to everyone listening. And thank you for spending your time sharing your insights and your expertise on mastering our thoughts. I really appreciate it. And I'll put the link to your webinar in the show notes so people can find more of that. Okay, perfect. Take care. Have a fabulous upcoming last quarter to life into 2018, everyone. Thanks, Rita. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Everything Coworking. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date on the latest trends and how-tos. Until next time.